Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, credential reporter for Sports Illustrated, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Ladies and gentlemen. I am back from Las Vegas because I had an opportunity to cover the Houston Rockets doing the first part of their summer league play. And as of right now, the Houston Rockets are currently 2-1 and one in their summer league tournament in Las Vegas. And as we all know, later on today, the Houston Rockets will take on the Portland Trail Blazers. And in this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, I do want to talk about some notes and takeaways that I have from Summer League as of right now. First and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, you guys have heard Josh Christopher is going to be out the remainder of Summer League. And there's a lot that has been said about Josh Christopher's Summer League play. However, I do want to talk about how what I have been able to see throughout Summer League. I just want to talk about how I'm going to raise my expectation for that young man. And then I'm going to close out this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets. I'm not getting into Tari Eason's performance because I want to save that when I have more time. However, I do want to talk about an interesting duo that is starting to develop and it might play in the Rockets' favor for their reserve unit next season. And, of course, I'm talking about Tata Washington and Dacian Nix. Those two guys have looked great together. But to open up this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, I want to take a look at Jabari Smith. Because, yes, I understand. This is a young man. And two out of the first three games, he has struggled on the offensive side of the ball. But... I still believe that the Rockets came away with the best player and the best fit for this organization moving forward. But ladies and gentlemen, before I dive into that, I got to tell you guys about BetOnline. Our partners at BetOnline continues to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including NBA Summer League, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Because BetOnline is where the game starts. And I want to start, of course, by taking a look at the Rockets' number three pick in Jabari Smith Jr., and I understand it, ladies and gentlemen. Paolo Bancaro has looked damn good <laughs> in his first two summer league games. Matter of fact, his only two summer league games because 
Paolo has looked so good to the point that Orlando Magic said after the win against the Sacramento Kings, you know what? We have seen enough and we are going to shut you down for the remainder of summer league play. I don't agree with it, but Paolo has looked good. Chet, on the other hand, he has looked either really good or he has looked like, yeah, his weight is going to be an issue on the NBA level. It's been a roller coaster of a ride with Chet every time I, ha I had an opportunity to watch Chet. However, in terms of Jabari Smith Jr., I would like to say, and you, you, you talking about three guys who are going to be compared to each other for their entire NBA careers. And it's going to be a long time, I feel, until one of these three guys will start separating themselves from the latter. However, with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I understand that Jabari Smith Jr. has struggled on the offensive side of the ball, mainly his ability to score the basketball. Now, look, I get it. This is a guy who averaged, what, 17, 18 points during his freshman season at Auburn. Um, he was one of, if not the best shooting big man. As a matter of fact, some people like to call him the best shooter in this year's draft class. And let's be honest, and I'm going to keep it real. We have not seen that version of Jabari Smith Jr. on the offensive side of the ball in two of his three games in summer league. Now, granted, in the win against the San Antonio Spurs, he scored 19 points, shooting 50% from the field, 60% from behind the arc. That was a really good performance. However, against the Magic, against the Thunder, he did not look good, especially against the Magic. But even through Jabari Smith's struggles, I still believe that the Rockets not only got the best player, but they also got the best fit for this team. And I say all that just to say, one, I love the fact that the Rockets have a defensive-minded star. And ladies and gentlemen, I do believe, give it, give it two, maybe three years at best, we are going to be sitting here talking about Jabari Smith Jr. as one of the best defensive players in the league. And I know that is a long shot to say as of right now, especially knowing that we have not seen Jabari Smith play on an official NBA level as of right now. But the one thing that nobody cannot do is deny the defensive impact he has had on this team in Las Vegas. You talking about a guy who has averaged eight and a half rebounds, two and a half steals, and 1.3 blocks through his first summer league games. So just off of those numbers alone, and especially when you go back and watch the film, this is a guy who can A, protect the rim, and B, when he is switched on to a smaller player when he is switched on to a guard he has a long enough wingspan to either get into the passing lane or make it even more challenging for a point guard a guard for whatever the case might be for the ball handler to get by and to attack downhill and i love what i what i'm seeing from jabari smith one like i mentioned defensive minded player but two and most importantly, even through his offensive struggles 
And this is why I still believe that Jabari Smith Jr. is still the best fit for the Rockets. Because like I mentioned, Chet, Paolo, Jabari, these are three guys who are going to be compared to each other for the remainder of their careers. The Rockets still came away with the best player and the best fit because even when he struggles on the offensive side of the ball, he has showcased the ability to make winning plays. You go back and you take a look at that game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Late in the fourth quarter, it was Jabari Smith diving on the floor, going after the loose ball. It was Jabari Smith coming away with a game high. Well, not a game high because Chick had four, but a second game high, a team high, I must say, three blocks, four steals. This is a guy I wanted to see the Houston Rockets add. A guy who can go out and have an impact when the ball isn't going in the basket. And that was really important to me because, look, at some point in Jabari Smith's career, he's going to be a solid 20-plus-per-game score. However, with his, as, as long as he's playing alongside Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr., it's not going to be his top priority to go out there and average, and average 20 points per game. He's going to do it, but it's not going to be his top priority, which means that's going to give him more leeway to, to make sure he go out there and be this team's defensive anchor, to go out there and make winning plays, to go out there and make the extra pass. Yes, I understand that Jabari Smith wasn't putting the ball in the basket inside of Thomas and Mack Center in two out of the first three games, but he was the one making the extra pass. He was the one getting the hockey assist. He was the one going out there and doing all of the little things, and some of the things that he was doing does not, show up on the, on in, in the box score. Jabari Smith Jr., say what you want about his shot during the first two games. He played extremely well in these first three summer league games. I've loved what I'm seeing from this young man, and to me, he's only going to get better. In terms of comparing him to Chet and comparing him to Paolo La, now I'm going to be the first one to say Two summer league games. Yes, Paolo Bancaro has looked like the best rookie. He's my favorite for rookie of the year. However, what I have been able to watch in Paolo and Chet and Smith, and this is part of the reason why I keep saying I believe the Rockets still got the best fit in terms of drafting Smith, is I believe the impact that he has on defense is going to be better than the potential impact impact that Paolo Bancaro would have had had he been here in a Houston Rockets jersey. And that is something that I go back to in terms of when I was doing my NBA draft breakdown. You guys heard it. I wanted to see the Rockets add a player who can who who is talented but also have an impact on the game. And that is what I see in a guy in Jabari Smith Jr. And I see a lot of people talking about his shot. You know, some people after the Magic game calling him a bust, and I just think that was, you know, straight up stupid. But what I would say is this. I was in Vegas. I got there Wednesday. 
The Rockets was practiced Thursday. Um, they had a shoot around Thursday. Um, they had practice Friday. Of course, I watched them play on Saturday. And when, before I left on Monday, they had another practice Sunday. Um, even before I left last Tuesday, um, I had an opportunity to watch the Barsmith and practice here in, here in Houston um, in the Rockets practice facility. And even though his shots wasn't falling in the game, if you was to ask me right now, do you, do I have any concerns about Jabari Smith Jr.'s ability to score the basketball, to shoot, and make sure we see that same offensive potential that we saw during his freshman year at Auburn? I would tell you 100% no, I do not have no concerns. <laughs> because Jabari Smith can shoot. And I say this in... My takeaway that I did on Sports Illustrated after they beat the after they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, I said Jabari Smith Jr. showcased that he can be the Rockets' defensive anchor, but because what I know in practice, what I have been able to see in practice out of this young man, <laughs> whenever Jabari Smith Jr. begins to find his niche on the offensive side of the ball, find his shot, he's going to become a very dangerous player. And I know you guys can hear it in my voice. <laughs> I am very excited to see what the future has in store for Jabari Smith, but I'm going to save the rest of my thoughts and break down for the next installment of Believe in the Rockets because there is so much that I want to get into in terms of why I believe Jabari Smith Jr. is still the best player out of those three and what type of impact he's going to have on these Houston Rockets, especially when you start seeing what can he possibly do for this organization when you pair him with Jalen Green, when you pair him with Kevin Porter Jr. What can we actually see from him playing alongside Elper and Shagun, because I do believe that him and Shagun is going to create one of the best big men tandems in the NBA because both of those guys are crafty on the offensive side of the ball. Shagun is a passer. Smith is a scorer. You guys do the math on what I'm expecting from that tandem right there. But Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to talk about the biggest news that dropped on yesterday, which was the injury to Josh Christopher. And look, there has been a lot that has been said about Josh Christopher's summer league performance, but I am raising my expectation for this young man. Our partners at BetOnline continues to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including NBA Summer League, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Because BetOnline is where the game starts. You mentioned your confidence. How do you stay so confident in your ability to play basketball, um, knowing the journey that you went on, you know, going from one team to another, going down to the G League, now you're here with the Rockets and Summer League? Uh, my confidence, I would say first off, uh, you know, just, just thanking God every day. And, and, you know, that's the, that's the first thing. And then just staying in the gym. 
you know, um, just staying in the gym, you know, seeing yourself getting better and, and putting in the work, you know, it makes you feel empowered, you know, you're like empowered yourself. That's basically where it starts. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Bleed Podcast Network. That voice that you heard, that was an exchange between myself and Houston Rockets big man, Eric Holdman. Um, you talking about one of the biggest surprises of this Houston Rockets summer league um, through the first three games. I just want to say, man, I've really enjoyed covering and watching Eric Holdman so far this summer. Um, you you talking about a guy who has been a journeyman. Um, he's He went undrafted in 2019. He has not had an opportunity to play an NBA game. However, he has had some short stints with the Boston Celtics, the Lakers, the Mavericks, and the Heat. Um, unfortunately, he was cut from all four of those teams. Um, some of them was just training camp tryouts. And when you go back and you take a look at those three games, man, Eric Coleman has been a player who has really stood out to me. And I'm just hoping that the Rockets at least give him another opportunity to compete for a roster spot, um, especially with Uzman Garuba going out with an ankle injury, an ankle injury that he sustained prior to the Houston Rockets arriving in Las Vegas. You take a look at Eric Holman's, um stats so far this summer league four rebounds, two and a half blocks, and he's only scoring six points per game, but this is a guy who is shooting 40% from the field, and he is a big man who can knock down a three on certain occasions. So I just want to shout out Eric Holman. He has been, like I mentioned, one of my favorite players to watch, to cover, and look, the Houston Rockets, they're going to need a big man to back up Alperin Shagun for this upcoming season. Um, Uzman Garuba, look, I'm going to say my thoughts about Uzman, but I'm, I'm not big on Uzman. I think that they can get better in that department, especially if he's your only big man, big man that you actually have backing up LP. Um there is Bruno Fernando. Um, I've been told that there are talks surrounding the possibility of Fernando coming back and competing for a roster spot um, or getting on a two-way contract. But if the Houston Rockets would like to make that backup for Alperin Shagoon a competition, I would say give, give Eric Holman an opportunity to because that young man has really um, sparked my interest over the last few Days. However, talking about Usman Garuba not playing in summer league due to an ankle injury, unfortunately, it seems like it doesn't matter if the Houston Rockets are contending, if the Rockets are the worst team in the league, if the Rockets are competing for a playoff spot, or if the Houston Rockets are in summer league competition trying to develop their young guys, the injury bug is always going to find a way to interfere with this organization in one way or another. And Josh Christopher, for those of you guys who don't know, would not play the remainder of summer league due to a hip injury. And this means that Josh Christopher has closed out his summer league play averaging 19 and a half points <laughs> during the three games that he played in summer league. Now, there was a lot of people 
talking about Josh Christopher and him not passing the ball, him ball hawking. And is it fair for me to say that I think Josh Christopher shot too much? No, because, yes, he did shoot the ball 18 times in the loss against the Orlando Magic on Thursday. But after that, Josh Christopher not only took some normal amount of shot attempts, but I would say a lot of the shot attempts was Christopher not only showcasing what he has been working on throughout the offseason, but most of the shot attempts that Christopher took were really good shots. And I've seen a lot of people on social media talk about, well, if Christopher, why is Christopher shooting so much? He's trying to take over as this team's number one, number two scorer. Uh, no, he's not. Because at the end of the day, Josh Christopher, when the 2022-2023 campaign start up, he's going to go back and play the role that he is going to play, which is arguably this team's sixth man coming off the bench. And what I love most about Christopher was the fact that I saw a guy who wasn't afraid to, like I just mentioned, test all of the offensive skill sets that he has been working on throughout the offseason, and two, and most importantly, a guy who isn't afraid to be aggressive. And part of the reason why I love what I saw from Josh Christopher is, I'm looking at Christopher with the mindset on, how can this benefit the Rockets for this upcoming season? You, we already know your top three scorers for this upcoming year, probably in this particular order, unless something changes, is going to be Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., and for the sake of this argument, Jabari Smith Jr. But all three of those guys of starters, who is going to be the primary scorer? Who is going to be that, uh, that aggressive scorer? Who is going to be that aggressive player coming off the bench for the Houston Rockets for this upcoming season? As of right now, the way the lineup stands, and it's only because Eric Gordon is still on the roster, I do have Jayshon Tate coming off the bench as this team's sixth man. However, Jayshon Tate is more so of an all-around player. He's not going to be that aggressive scorer that the Houston Rockets will need from their reserves when the season kicks off. With that being said, the reason why I'm raising my expectation for Josh Christopher for this upcoming season based on his summer league play is because, one, I do believe that Christopher is going to be that aggressive scorer that the Houston Rockets need for their reserve. And two, and most importantly, I've seen improvement in Josh Christopher's game. Now, once again, I get it and I understand it. This is summer league. There's not too much stock that you can put in into a second-year prospect in summer league play. However, this is why I have a lot of promise for Josh Christopher going into his second season. Christopher was one of the young players who showed a lot of promise at the end of last season. Two and most importantly, I wanted to see Christopher showcase what he has been working on throughout the offseason. And since I started this conversation surrounding Christopher, how many times have I said that? It's one thing to spend the whole entire offseason working on your ball handling skills, but it's another thing when the lights are bright, you get afraid to showcase your ball handling skills. What I love about Josh Christopher is the fact that he isn't afraid. 
And I'm going to see, a, and, and I saw a guy who, once again, averaged 19 points in Summer League. And I want to make sure we keep this in mind, in Summer League. But I saw a guy who isn't afraid to be aggressive. And for what I have been able to see out of Josh Christopher in practice, and what I know so far about Josh Christopher, a guy who is turning into a workaholic, and look, it's normal for Josh Christopher to be a, a, a workaholic because his favorite player is Kobe Bryant. And shout out to my boy um, Sarge, Brian Bearfield. But there were so many times Sarge looked at me when we were sitting up there together watching the Rockets doing summer league play. <laughs> there were so many times Sarge, Sarge looked at me and said, Christopher playing like he wants to be Kobe Bryant. And I looked at him and said, yes, because if I was an NBA player, I would be Josh Christopher trying to mimic Kobe. But that's neither here or there. there. No, I'm not trying to say that Josh Christopher is going to be on the level of Kobe Bryant. However, the reason why I'm talking about Christopher and Kobe is the fact that, like I just mentioned, this is a guy who has a, that is developing a crazy worth ethic like Kobe Bryant. This is a guy who, prior to the start of Summer League, has spent so many days getting to the Rockets practice facility early to get shots up. This is a guy who has spent majority of the offseason prior to Summer League practicing alongside Jalen Green, alongside Kevin Porter Jr. And this is a guy who has also spent post-practice working on his offensive skill set. And we have a lot of high hopes for this organization. And a lot of us, including me, want to see the Houston Rockets be competitive at a young age. There are so many people who are holding on hopes that the Rockets um, show some type of promise very, very early, like we saw. And no, I'm not comparing this Rockets team to that team, but like we saw out of the Oklahoma City Thunder, where every single year this team got better and better and better to the point within, within four years or five years, there was in the NBA Finals. I'm not expecting that same success for this Houston Rockets team because at the end of the day, you're talking about <laughs> the Thunder having not one, not two, but three future Hall of Famers on one team. Um, but what I would say is this. This is a young Rockets team. And this is a Rockets team who wants to play fast. This is a Rockets team next season that we're going to see improve on the offense on the defensive side of the ball and this is a Houston Rockets team who I do believe if if everything goes as planned can run teams out of the gym on any given occasion and what I mean by running teams out of the gym I'm meaning by beating them in the pace and every single one of these objectives that Steven Silas has put in place for this organization for the upcoming season Josh Christopher is going to play an important role for this organization, and he's going to play that important role off the bench. There was a lot of time last season where the Rockets were in the game, but they did not have that alpha coming off the bench. I do believe that alpha is going to be Josh Christopher and for this upcoming 2022-2023 season. Once again, say what you want about the young man shooting a lot. But he wasn't shooting to be a ball hander. He was actually using the Summer League Tournament to practice on what he's been working on throughout the offseason. And now I see a guy who is going to take these three Summer League games that he played and see what else that he can improve on. So by the start of the NBA season come October, this is a young man who is going to be even better for the upcoming year. So I'm raising the bar for Josh Christopher. 
I know it's early, but as of right now, I'm going to go off the limb and say that Christopher is going to be the alpha for this bench unit for this upcoming season. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into this latest installment of Believe in Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. Hey, before we go, I want to touch on a very interesting pairing that I'm starting to see develop. And I'm hoping that this pairing can stay together throughout the regular season. Because if they do, And the fact that they already have chemistry and camaraderie with Josh Christopher, there's a possibility that the Houston Rockets reserve unit could be very dangerous for this upcoming season. And the the pairing that I'm looking at is Dacia Nix and Tata Washington. And it's kind of funny that I'm talking about this pairing or this duo being a pairing because prior to the start of Summer League play, I was like, okay, Kevin Porter Jr. is the starting point guard for this organization. And Dacia Nix is a second-year prospect who is still trying to find his way on the NBA level. This is a guy who scored, what, 20, 21 points in the G League, played a big role in the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, went into the G League championship. Um, He plays one way in the G League, but, you know, he's struggling to find his niche in the NBA the Rockets are using him as a point guard. And then there's Tata Washington, a guy who I believe, I don't care what nobody says, is one of the biggest steals in the NBA draft because this is a guy who was a top five point guard entering the draft and the Houston Rockets acquired him on draft night in the trade at pick number 29. So I have a lot of expectations for Tata Washington. And I say it to myself, and I wrote this on Sports Illustrated, I said, the Houston Rockets have an interesting point guard, backup point guard battle going on. Um, and whoever comes out of this summer league play with the best all-around production is going to have an opportunity to take the helm as Kevin Porter Jr.'s backup point guard role for this upcoming season. And the game against the Orlando Magic, one of my takeaways that I talked about was the fact that how Dacia Nick struggled Um, He did not look good. He still looked kind of timid. He still looked like he really could not find his niche on the NBA level. And Tata Washington came in. He was better than niche. And I said that the battle, the backup point guard battle between Knicks and Washington is slowly but surely going in Washington's favor. However, shout out to Coach Rick Higgins, who (laughs) I'm really going to miss covering. But he's still going to be around as a player development coach. And he did something interesting in that second game. He started to put Knicks and Washington on the same, on the court at the same time. And I thought that was very interesting because in my mind, I thought, okay, these are two point guards. How in the world is this going to work? And what I have been able to see out of these two players, more so Knicks, I'm under the impression now that the Knicks and Washington pairing is something that the Rockets should keep going throughout the offseason, especially for that second unit. And why do I keep talking about the second unit? unit? Because, look, outside of Jabari Smith Jr., and look, (laughs) Tari Eason... (laughs) 
I'm I'm going to save him for the next installment of leaving the Rockets because like like I say there is just so much I can say about this young man. I do believe I can do a whole summer league recap on Tory Easton alone because this young man and I'm gonna go ahead and say this now he's making it very hard for Steven Silas not not to consider putting him in the starting lineup. But I say all that just to say a lot of these guys that we are watching Knicks Washington. Christopher, um, you know, Eric Coleman, a guy that I shouted out. Most of these guys, if they do make the Houston Rockets roster, they're going to be coming off the bench. And every time I go in with the mindset of watching these summer league games, I think to myself, how are they going to benefit the Rockets second unit? And when I take a look at Washington and when I take a look at Knicks, these two guys play really well off of each other. First and foremost, you take a look at a guy like Tata Washington. This is a guy who is a basically a traditional point guard, a past first point guard. And that is what I have been able to see out of him through these first three summer league games. On the flip side of that, because he is a past first point guard, that is also allowing the game to become easier for Dacian Knicks. And that is really important because Knicks isn't a traditional point guard. And when Knicks is in the game, for the Vipers that is, I saw a guy who was the first, if not the first, the second scoring option on the team. And this is a guy who can really score the basketball. But when he was with the Rockets in those 24 games that he played, I saw a guy who was a little bit confused. I saw a guy who was compu- confused as to when to shoot, when to attack, when to pass. And I know this for a fact because prior to Summer League, I had an opportunity to talk to Dacian Nix, and he talked about how he was using this offseason to get better with his decision-making on the court as a point guard. As a matter of fact, I want you guys just to take a listen to this exchange. These two years in the G League, how much do you think that's actually going to help you benefit you in your NBA career? Because it seemed like 2023, the Rock is going to give you a lot more run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these two years helped me a lot, especially just learning, learning like NBA terminology and just getting run. Especially just, it's a huge adjustment, especially coming from high school where I came from. Mm-hmm. I was straight to Team Ignite where we was in, we was in Orlando for like 15 games. But throughout these two years, it just, it helped a lot. Like how fast I need to work out, how hard people, other people work out, and just getting as many reps as I, as I wouldn't if I was like if I was still in high school or even went to college, I wouldn't have gotten as many reps as I did these past two years. Mm. And with those two years' experience you have in the G League and the expectation that is that you're going into next season with, what are some of the attributes you are working on throughout this off season and to make sure that you live up to the expectations? Um, well, I've been working out with the Rockets. They brought in like a little, little players or so. We all come in and work out. It's just me being more vocal on the court, especially being a point guard. Mm-hmm. I got to be the loudest one on the court. And then offensive end, like taking the jump shots, taking those shots that I need to take, attacking the basket, getting people involved, getting people open. And then defensive end, of course, playing 94 feet is what I have to do to, to keep myself in the game, especially being with the Rockets. With Knicks playing alongside a pass-first point guard in Washington, that makes the game easier for him. And Knicks did not have a great game during that summer league opener. 
against the Orlando Magic. However, over the last two games, Knicks has looked not only good, but he has looked comfortable. This is a guy over the last two games who has averaged 17 points, shooting 50% from the field and 60% from behind the arc, while also averaging six assists per game. And the one difference that I noticed was the fact that he is playing alongside another guard who can take the burden of running the offense off of his shoulders as a point guard in Ty-Ty Washington. Now, once again, I understand it. And I'm trying not to put too much stock into this pairing, but the Rockets are going to have Dacia Knicks on this, in their rotation for this upcoming season. This is an organization who believes highly in Dacian. And the expectation and the potential that they see in Knicks is going to come out as long as they keep him paired up with Washington on the court. I like this pairing. Both of these guys can take turns scoring. Both of these guys can take turns being a being a facilitator. I do believe when you have both of these guys on the court, there is no you a facilitator, I'm the scorer. Both of these guys just play really good off of each other. And that's part of the reason why we saw Coach Higgins start Washington alongside Knicks in the game against the San Antonio Spurs. And you see, <laughs> they started playing together in a two-point victory against the Thunder on Saturday. Coach Higgins switched up the lineup, started Washington alongside Knicks, and they went from pulling out a two-point victory to winning by 13, defeating the San Antonio Spurs. So those are just three quick notes that I have through my experience covering the Houston Rockets for this summer league as of right now. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I understand that there is a lot more that I want to get into. I'm definitely going to say my guy, Tari Eason. Um, <laughs> you're talking about a guy who at times looked like he is, he was the best rookie on the court. Um, but there are so, so many other guys that I want to talk about. So many other guys that I really want to highlight. Um, especially the, 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 the two way player, the Houston Rockets sign from the D2 school, Trevor Hutchins. This is a guy I do believe is going to be really big in the Houston Rockets system over the next couple of years. But I'm going to save Eason. I'm going to save Hudgen for the next installment of Believe in the Rockets when Summer League wraps up. But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y. D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please be sure to check out my work on Sports Illustrated. You can find my work on Sports Illustrated as the beat reporter for the Rockets, covering the Rockets for Inside the Rockets. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.